And so we're here today with our friend Nick, uh, one of the first guests on this show, actually, but it's been a while. And Nick, uh, how do you feel about Black Sabbath in general? They kick ass. How I much? Mean, uh, how much would you be willing to pay for an a premium Ozzy Osbourne memorabilia? I guess that was one of a kind. I'd pay upwards of one hundred dollars. What could this amazing product be? I think for the first time ever, you would not have to pay that much. Actually, you would because of gas fees. But CryptoBats, the cheapest ones are down to $72 I'm seeing right now. That is a steal. These things were going for over two grand uh, at the start of the year. Absolutely brutal. Do they have heads? They do have heads. These are not They bitten. do, unfortunately. Well, I don't know then. Hmm. That's a good it point. It is kind of confusing. Hmm. They fucked up by making normal, like, shitty Pokemon-looking bats. They should have actually had just, like, bleeding headless bats. At least it would be truer to the lore. Yeah, they all look like Zubat. And they didn't even capitalize on Ozzy getting COVID when we all know it came from people eating bat. And he's the most famous person to eat a bat probably in the world. He is the most famous Somehow they didn't of think of it. And that's why the price is going down. It's almost like there wasn't hardly any thought put into Ozzy Osbourne's uh, slate of crypto bats. Surely that couldn't be. He sleeps in a coffin. Not in like a cool way. They just like uh, give him sedatives and put him down until it's time for him to do something. <laughs> then they open the coffin door. Yeah, yeah it's not cool. It's just oh. pragmatic. Of Eventually he's going to die in it. So we might as well have it here. They like they release a fine amphetamine mist. Open it. And then, uh, yeah, and then he's, he's just ready to promote crypto bats. <laughs> it saves materials to sleep in your coffin every night. It's like eating uh, noodles directly out of the pan you cooked them in. Oh, I'm going to make another dish dirty? Are you serious? Yeah, exactly. They put them, every time they put them down, it's kind of like, like when you go into uh, cryo sleep in the alien universe, you know? And, and in this way, they save on food, too, because they can just kind of pump a nutrient slurry uh, into into him while he's down, and then when they need to activate him for his for for work or whatever, they just unplug him. Oh, before I forget, I was thinking we talked the other day about how Geezer Butler was saying that Iron Man is about Jesus, when it That's doesn't right. really make sense because it's about him like stomping on humanity and taking his revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that. It was about a comic book that they read. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, what if he uh, gets even more senile and says it was about Muhammad? <laughs> and they put a fatwa on him. Yeah, I think we were talking about Muhammad then. Yeah. He's the Iron yeah. Man. That's why they never show his face. He's got the iron mask over it, so it's okay. Iron Man was about Joseph Stalin, the man of steel. <laughs> they just they just got the metal wrong. No one produced more iron in a short amount of time than him. I know before we move on, we gotta hit up another uh friend of the show, Randy Bachman. Ugh. We talked in the past about his longtime like CBC radio show ending and how he used to just like air guitar along with all the songs. Or no, real he had a real guitar with yeah, him. Yeah, he, he would noodle along with <laughs> he it. He would noodle, would noodle the over the end of the fucking song. Yeah, Randy's Vinyl Tap, truly one of the worst shows uh, the Canadian broadcasting company has ever uh, has ever. But put here's out. the thing that um, the guitar he was playing in the studio at that time probably wasn't his ideal guitar, right? That's right. Um, because uh, apparently his 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 most prized guitar, which is a 1957 Orange Gretsch, um, was stolen from him in Toronto, which prompted a 45 year search and, according to him, a midlife crisis. 
<laughs> so he's had a 45 year long midlife crisis. That is crisis. the whole middle that of actually, life, I guess. That actually makes sense to me because listening to Vinyl Tap is really like listening to somebody having a midlife crisis. It's like his rosebud or something. It's crazy how bad it is because uh, Stevie from uh, the Bruce Springsteen band in The Sopranos, The Socialist yeah. Show, he does a great yeah. radio show where he plays old stuff. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's great. All you all you have to do is not like Vinyl Tap is basically the air is like Alper posting but radio. So just to remind uh the listener, the premise behind Vinyl Tap is Randy Bachman with a captive audience of all of Canada on the biggest broadcaster in the country, uh, will get on and start talking about asking like be like this this uh this episode we're going to talk about songs that were uh, recorded on a, uh, an instrument called the Fender Stratocaster. <laughs> uh this this show is about songs in the key of C. This show is about uh songs recorded by a band from by bands from the United Kingdom. Just like the most dog brain shit. <laughs> and it was it went on forever and then like we said he would uh he would noodle over the ends of the songs as they were fading out. So yeah, that's the coolest thing about him. Like I do, you have to respect. Like he just doesn't care what's happening on the show. He's it's like him in his basement by himself. Sometimes with his wife, who would cite like uh, Webster's Dictionary entries. You know, Webster's Dictionary defines the amplifier as. <laughs> oh God! But, Apparently, but, uh, Tal Bachman was involved in that show as a behind-the-scenes researcher after uh, Randy Bachman's wife left him. Oh, really? That was her job, so then his son had to take over. Yeah, she's so high, yeah. the one hit wonder. Yeah, this is an episode about songs about people being high. People say uh, "One Headlight" is better than any Bob Dylan song, and I think that's probably true. true. But also, "She's So High" is better than any Randy Bachman song. <laughs> she's so high is way better than taking care yeah, of. It business. does have a memorable. Like we make fun of. Uh, we make fun of like Tommy Lee's son for having a shitty band named Motel Seven. But you got to give credit to the sons who exceeded their fathers. Yes. Sean Lennon, for instance. Yeah. Wow. What a waste. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Dan, uh, this guitar, you know, his, his long missing, almost half century missing guitar is being repatriated, right? Yeah. It's being repatriated at the uh, Canadian embassy in Japan because this guitar ended up in the hands of a Japanese musician known as Takeshi. Uh, no last name. Wait, is it from yeah, Boris? By any chance, is it? That's one of the members of Boris. Is Takeshi? Yeah, it's. I think. Wait, is it really? I'm still trying to find out. I can't like confirm it. Yet. Oh man, it's not like Foreign Affairs Canada doesn't have anything better to do than like put on a show in Japan to give this guy his fucking uh, 1957 guitar back. I don't trust a guitar from 1957. An electric guitar? Was, Who was making good electric guitar music in 1957? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's another good point. That like two, uh, Tucson Slim making like the the chicken grease hop on a guitar that stays in tune for like a minute and thirty seconds, which is exactly how long you could record for back then. <laughs> yeah, the stuff before the Strat. I don't know. Yeah, they can keep it. Yeah, it's got all the high end rolled off. It's all just jazzy, jazzy noodling, you know. But anyway, they had to, they had to not only uh, like get the Canadian government on this. They also had to give Takeshi an identical guitar. They had to create like a replica. 
not just an identical guitar, but it's like, isn't it like it's an identical guitar made at the same factory during the same week that oh, that yeah. guitar was made? It's so insane. Who the fuck cares? Why does Randy <laughs> well, Bachman care? You have so many guitars and you're not even making he, good music. He has thousands and thousands of guitars. Why would you ever care which week a guitar... Like, even thinking 1957 is going to make a guitar sound better? Like, the specific <laughs> week in 1957... Well, it's like wine, you know? It's the terroir, it's the type of wood that they had back then. Yeah, I think that that generation Access. of guys are just more superstitious about guitars, too. Like, they just, like, name them and shit. And it's just, like, a really ordinary strat, yeah. but it has a name and someone famous played it, and you're like, wow, it's magical. Yeah. I always thought that shit sucked. Oh, me too. Eric Clapton named his guitar. Like, shut up. Yeah, it's so you're weird. Idiot. You know what, Ro- you know, it rocks. I, I had to buy a 12-string guitar uh, for... There's a bunch of songs in Arcade Fire where I need to Talk play... Talk about staying in tune. Or I need to play 12-string. Yeah, so I had a choice. You know, I was looking at all these 12-strings. It was like a vintage 12-string, and I ended up going on the recommendation of the Guitar Tech with a Dan Electro 12-string, which is probably like one of the cheapest commercially available new 12-string guitars, and it fucking rules. It cool. completely completely stays in tune uh it's made of some kind of like wood plastic hybrid it feels like it's great i had one of these i hadn't used it in like three years but uh so i sold it to a friend of mine but it's a good guitar yeah it's only like what 300 bucks yeah it's about 300 dollars, and it sounds amazing (laughs) i used to want to put a bunch of uh 12 string tracks on everything and then it just got so frustrating i mean it's a really cool it's a cool move in the right context yeah i love the sound of it yeah, I went I went through like I was totally obsessed with 12 strings in in like around 2006, 2007 and recorded a lot of like at Mount Zoomer uh with 12 strings and then when it came time to go on tour I was just like no, I can't. I don't want to cuz we didn't have a guitar tech, so I was like I'm not fucking I'm going to be doubling tuning time between yeah, songs. Yeah, it's asking for no so way. much trouble. Yeah. It's just breaking <laughs> strings imagine more being, easily. And- imagine being the guitar tech for the birds. Yeah, it would have been the worst job of all time. You got to tune everybody's guitar. It's like seventy-two strings. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the birds were like, like circa eight miles high. Were like absolutely terrible live, like unlistenable, like really shitty. Gene Clark that's was uh, famously terrified of flying. That's by so far was, their um, best song too. I think he was. Oh yeah, uh, he was drunk all, the whole time when they were touring because he was terrified. That makes sense. And who knows what David Crosby was doing? Yeah. Yeah. He was probably tweeting the whole time. Yeah, he's probably reviewing joints. I, I don't think we talked about it, but someone uh, someone was sending him pictures of pre-rolls, like obvious pre-rolls from a dispensary. And he would quote tweet it like, uh, it looks uh, store-bought. <laughs> and then argue with him, no, it's I rolled this. <laughs> Good for him, you know. He's probably yeah, one he, of the best like <laughs> boomers on Twitter, for sure, you know. Yeah, for his age. Yeah. even I, I don't know if he's even a boomer. He might be no, silent he's like, generation. Yeah. He's silent. Yeah. His like not unlike uh a lot of people in that um LA sort of uh summer of love music scene, uh Crosby's dad was in military intelligence. There is some weird shit around uh what was it called? What's the name of that folk music scene? Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon, scene. yeah. The yeah. um the actual Black Dahlia murder, the murderer was involved with yeah. those people somehow like the the yep. uh michelle phillips from the mamas and the papas she lived in his house and didn't know it was the black dahlia murderer 
Like shit like that just happened. There's a really good book called uh, Chaos about Charles Manson that kind of touches on it. And then there's another book that's it's a little more whacked out called Weird Scenes in the Canyon. But if you just read like the basic facts of like how many people around that scene and area died violent deaths, it's insane. <laughs> it's totally insane. Like a lot of people just kind of disappearing or or I don't know. Uh, and almost everybody's parents somehow connected to like the military industrial complex, sometimes like directly like, uh, Jim Morrison's dad, uh, essentially doing the fucking Gulf of Tonkin incident. Yeah. Yeah. He was the captain. Yeah. But the, the, the modern equivalent, <laughs> I was going to say it's more degenerate, but I, I don't know that that's true, but the Island boys, like those TikTok stars, who just do cameos yeah, yeah. now, they had a similar situation where their friend from like high school or whatever was just crashing on their couch for like a month and he like murdered somebody and they didn't know about it. Oh, I and the cops just that. came Jesus. and arrested this guy. And to their credit, they're just like so unaware that they genuinely, I think they genuinely didn't know. They're too stupid to catch yeah. on to things like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's coming in the door. He's covered in blood. He's like, fellas, uh, you could say I solved the problem tonight. And they're just like, cool, man, great. Way yeah, to go. They're too busy doing it. It's a so cameo. funny. All the bands that uh, that involved got involved with murderers and stuff were like the lamest oh, yeah. soft rock, folk rock bands. That's how they trick it's like you. Like Crosby, Stills and Nash, and then Black Sabbath to bring them up again. They didn't know yeah. any murderers. Yeah, exactly. They were posers. They were talking about killing and <laughs> Satan and stuff. Yeah. And like, how many cults did you guys accidentally live with? That's a good point. Sabbath yeah, couldn't have made it in the 90s because that's when posers were so important. They would have been sniffed out right away. Yeah. You got to be really evil. You got to be somebody like Dennis Wilson, who's going to bring the Manson family into uh, into <laughs> Laurel Canyon, you know? Everyone said Ted Bundy was really charming and handsome, you know, and like a pleasant guy to be around. That's That's how they hide in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what his defense attorney would always say. Look at how pleasant he is. He's a nice guy. guy. He's charming. This guy over here, look at his face. Look at that smile. Has a serial killer ever just had their grandma be their defense attorney? (laughs) Just tell stories about how sweet they were as a little boy. No, I think every single serial killer grew up without a grandma. That's That's the commonality. Yeah. A lot of them wanted to be. They they didn't have a grandma. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there they, there's a reason they grew up without a grandma because they wore her skin. Yes. You just need to make grandma's uh, like a, a skin unlockable as DLC or something. It's an in-app purchase <laughs> for your grandma's skin. <laughs> and you won't have to kill her. Solving a lot of problems here tonight. Yeah, I guess maybe we should move on to the main thing. Nick, uh, you saw a band recently that sees themselves as solving a lot of problems in the world. You're saying it's very... Uh, well, I think you should tell it in your words, but surreal is not like the right word. More like carnival-like uh, uh, or something. It, it was a thoroughly bizarre experience. And uh, I want to preface by saying, uh, so the band in question is Coldplay, and they came through Chicago recently. And uh, my in-laws were also here visiting at the same time, and they always like to try and get out and do something uh, while they're in Chicago. Um, so they decided to do that. And you know what? That's fine. Most of the shows I go to are at smaller venues. So, uh, I think the last like arena show I had been to was Creed in eighth grade. Um, when I went (laughs) with my dad and I I think Rancid opened for them. Um, and I think they swore during their set and it made my dad really uncomfortable. But anyway, um, 
So we, we go to Coldplay and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't pay for the ticket. I don't mind going, whatever. I like their first four how albums. Much, do you I know how much it was? I don't. I'm just going to guess. It had to be an absurd amount too, right? 1.2 ETH. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Equivalent to a thousand crypto bats now. Yeah, it was a thousand crypto bats. Yeah, anyway, uh, so we get we get to the show and the band is late because of traffic. We were late because of traffic. I actually got to my seat because I had to park like two miles. Long story, I had to park two miles away and I'm hustling through to get there uh, to join up with the rest of the family. And uh, I guess it starts off pretty normal. Like, I, I think they do The Scientist pretty early. You know, they do some of the newer ones, which like aren't so good, but it, it takes a really strange turn um i can't remember exactly where in the show it was um and i guess i should describe the general demeanor of the band as this is all going on so chris martin is out there in like practically a rainbow leotard he's like prancing around um at one point he runs up the stage with the ukraine flag and uh you know it's the general appeals for like peace and love flash around on the screens um in between songs um and it starts getting a little weirder. Like, I'd say the general vibe of the arena is almost like a religious kind of thing. Like, people jump and clap, and, like, that. I'm not used to seeing that at shows for sure. I mean, people don't really mm-hmm. do that at metal shows. Um, so anyway, really weird carnival kind of atmosphere. And at this point, things take a bizarre turn, and Chris Martin pulls out, well, I don't know if he was operating it, a puppet. So think, like, uh, you know the lady gremlin in uh, Gremlins 2? Think yeah, like that yeah. combined with uh, the blue things from Avatar. Okay. And it, it was this lady puppet, and I, I had to look it up on my phone. I actually turned to my wife and raised my eyebrows because I wasn't expecting this, and it's singing <laughs> in a really high-pitched falsetto voice, this puppet. Um, I find out its name is Angel Moon. It's kind of weird. And that uh, actually it's a recording of uh, Chris Martin's voice. So Chris Martin is singing as the lady Avatar gremlin puppet. Um, so things are getting a little weird there and she appears again later in the show. Um, and one of the songs Angel Moon was singing, uh, was called Beautiful and it was spelled, um, B-I-U-T-Y-F-U-L. And let me, let me just read some of these lyrics here for you. You can see where their music has gone. Um, when you love me, love me, love me. 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 I'm nowhere else. I'm on top of the world, man. On top of the world. And it's so beautiful, and you're so beautiful. I hope that you get everything you want in this beautiful life. Watermelon, moon. So happy you're alive. I feel like a river finally arrived at sea. And it just goes on and on and on about beautiful and love me, love me. Beautiful world. We love, love, love. And this puppet is singing, and, like, I wasn't expecting this at all, right? I'm expecting, like, some tolerable, like arena rock u2 kind of like i like their first four albums but this was something entirely weird and the the whole tone kind of shifts as they go into their new the newer stuff so holograms of bts pop up and uh, the whole stadium becomes very pink um okay another song about stars and at one point they start up another song and chris martin stops and you can see all the people in the crowd going, oh, my God, why are they stopping? Is something wrong? And I immediately knew, like, he's going to make some kind of appeal to us. or so. And, of course, that's what he did. And he takes, like, 45 seconds to say, like, if everyone could please just put down the phones. 
you know, let's put down the phones and be here in this moment together. Imagine I'm saying this more uh, Englishly. Um, yeah. And if we, Oi, mate. we could just gather <laughs> these good feelings. Drop your mobiles. And send them out. Just lift your hands in the air and send love for five seconds to the Uyghurs, the uh, Ukrainian people. And he goes through, I can't even remember all the various conflicts that he rattled off there, but we were all supposed to send love and pretty much everybody did. Uh, Power to the Hutus. Yeah, exactly yeah, that yes. kind of thing. Yeah, just... Exactly. Uh, we have to support the glorious Croatian nation, uh, Croatian people and their struggle against uh, Yugoslavia, against the federated Yugo- Yugoslavia. And it's, so he basically just named all the... Uh, all the countries that uh, America is trying to do empire uh, with. Generally, just like abroad. the topics of the moment. And as corny as it sounds, I and it absolutely was, I think he's being very earnest. And that leads into like the other dynamic of the show, where you see this band out there performing they, in a stadium with like 60,000 people, whatever the hell it is. And he's the only one who seems to care. Everyone else looked fucking miserable. Like, uh, he was actually trying to egg uh, the guitarist into singing one line. And it took him, like, 15 seconds to do it. He was physically dragging uh, their bassist up, like, the runway stage. Like, trying to psych him up, prancing around next to him. And, like, I just got this vibe of a band that doesn't care other than Chris Martin. And I think he's very, very high on his own supply right now. In a way that's kind of fascinating. Like... This is an experience I I don't really get to see in music uh, with all the weird visuals and everything else. And there's just this kind of crazy guy out there and he's doing crazy stuff. Uh, You can tell the rest of the band doesn't really want to be there. Maybe they do and they're just good at hiding it. But when they're wearing alien head masks and trying to play and he's again doing his weird like rolling around on the ground stuff. uh, Just a really... (laughs) Fucking weird concert experience. And of course everyone fucking uh... loved it. This is exactly what happened to the Rolling Stones in like 1980. Yeah, yeah. And it's around only, the time yeah. he did uh, Mick Jagger did Dancing in the Street with David Bowie. He, the rest of the band was just so sick of seeing him flop on the ground. Yeah, but you could in that era you could totally blame just like a massive cocaine habit on on that kind of behavior. And I don't think Chris Martin. He's off that is, goop. He's, yeah, he is <laughs> off that goop. I don't know, like. So I had a couple of questions. Um, hmm. The puppet, like, was the the songs that Angel Moon was singing were they Coldplay songs? Yes, or? they're very recent Coldplay songs. I think both of them were off the most recent album, "Music of the Spheres," since that was the theme of the whole. Uh, yeah, I just looked it up. Okay. It's some um, puppet band that's signed to the same label. Oh, that's so right. So Coldplay is like I forgot uh, about that. promoting this dumbass. Pu- I guess a puppet band is better than a board Ape band, so maybe it's not even the worst thing in the I world guess. anymore. It's the second worst thing, but it's so embarrassing. Was he operating the puppet? Or he wasn't. He was else? nearby. He had his hands full doing all the other weird stuff he was doing. And maybe I got the name wrong. Like, I was searching real time. For the puppet's name, and I couldn't find anything except some pissed off fans on Twitter who were like, "We see Coldplay for the music, not cringe puppets or <laughs> not, something like that." Not and the puppetry. Th- the irony there was lost on that guy. I yeah, think. everything um, is cringe. Man, they do. He, when he when he told the audience to put their phones down, he was talking to you. Yeah, exactly. He was like, "Just you don't need to know everything about the puppet. <laughs> Just be in the moment, man. Just enjoy the puppetry." Do you want to hear something that sounds like I made it up? but Chris Martin yes. actually said it in an interview about this album. 
He said yes, the theme for the album was inspired by wondering what musicians would be like across the universe after watching the fictional Mose Eisley Cantina band perform in Star Wars. Oh, man. You know, that kind of makes sense from what I saw. The Jizz Whalers. That explains the alien heads for sure. Was, was the puppet supposed to be an alien all along? Yeah, that I wasn't think the mentioned whole band in are, any capacity. Yeah, from Googling the it, the band looks are like Grimes. It literally came out of nowhere. That It was sh- bizarre. Yeah, I was expecting him like crooning on a piano and not th- whatever the hell that was. The weirdest thing, this is a Max Martin-produced album. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, Every song. This is the yeah. most pop Coldplay has ever been, but they also got way more pretentious. Like shit like Radiohead would not touch this level of like bullshit around an album release yeah of course it felt very desperate um one of the even muse wouldn't do this no that's yeah that's a more interesting comparison yeah so there was one moment that was very muse like and i actually turned to my wife and said like this is like a muse song but even worse um so i can't remember what the track was but they had on the big screens behind them playing a video and it was one of the like you would have seen this in any music video from the 90s about like a dark uh cyber punkish kind of future thing where everyone's marching in line and you know they're all clones or whatever that kind of thing and then it shows a scene of <laughs> an assembly line of course and robots smashing uh things that say music on them or like smashing <laughs> music notes so and bad. you can tell in this dark future, like music is banned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like no. Footloose. Oh no, that that's a you know. There's a Canadian band that did that back in I believe the mid '70s, and that band's name is Rush, and the album is called Twenty One Twelve. Yeah, the the temples of Syrinx. They banned music, yeah, and then he finds the that, guitar and tunes it up. In a water, he finds it in a waterfall. Everyone thinks they're the first time it. to have the first person to have that idea. Yeah. Every time someone says we should have a concept album, they're like, "What if there was a dystopia where they banned music?" Every musician that reads 1984 or uh, Ayn Rand is like, "Yeah, what if what if my job didn't exist anymore? What if I couldn't express myself?" I wonder if the Taliban got that idea from Rush. Probably. Yeah. Probably. They've admitted to it. <laughs> They'd get the idea from that show. That's sort of what I was thinking. Hey, this doesn't seem so bad right now. Yeah. Yeah, good plan. Um, Nick, I know another thing you mentioned to me about that show that that was interesting to me is like, like you were saying, Chris Martin's really, I think he really believes that he's like doing good in the world by like wearing a Ukraine flag while he runs around on stage. And he means well, right? And they do, they have like some kinetic flooring that like makes up for some part of the energy usage of the show by like taking energy from people stomping on the floor, I guess. Yeah, and I the one problem, though, is I think that may have only powered the stage near the end when it was, like, on a really tiny stage, not the big, like, crazy oh, one. Oh, yeah, but, there's like, no way it, it's still a decent idea. But, yeah, so people but, were yeah. jumping up and down, at least on the field, in order to provide et- literal energy, which is, like, a cool idea, I guess. But I was um, going to contrast that, though, against the other thing you said, that the T-shirts at the show. Oh, yeah, um, 90 bucks. For a t-shirt that says, uh, like, <laughs> we are all aliens or something like that. Yeah. It's like a Johnny Sun well, t-shirt. I am an alien. Yeah. Well, I mean, some inside baseball stuff on t-shirts. If they're not getting them made in China, t-shirts literally do be being uh, like $50 to get made now. I support Chinese of, uh, manufacturing. Me too. They just do a better job. I'm sorry. 
I mean, I support the manufacturing of a company that wiped $67 billion off the uh, real estate owning class uh, assets this year. So, yeah, get your T-shirts made in China. Okay, so on the website, these are only $45. There were so, the It's or We Are All Alien ones. Those are the special ones that the band wore on stage themselves. Ooh, and they were selling replicas of those for $90. The basic tour uh, shirts are 45 Oh, they they have one that says everyone is an alien somewhere, and it's only forty five. Wow, they really up. Yeah, I think the they price were just, for oh, the there's fans. a hoodie that's ninety ripping off people's in laws. There, I guess if you're making up the price, you might as well just make it as high as possible. I like to think that the kinetic flooring ha- has like grates in it, so like they encourage people to jump up and down, but it's really like all the change and bills oh, yeah. and like yeah. fall, falling out <laughs> the of the guy box. holding a basket <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys! You're saving you're saving the earth. Let's jump up and down to save the earth. I, I'm glad, Nick, when you talked about this, you and I went on their Wikipedia and read a bunch of shit about them. Where I hadn't realized the level they're on now. Where like when you guys brought up Rolling Stones earlier, that's the only band that's comparable because Coldplay has the third highest grossing tour of all time of any band. Like they are Rolling Stones now. And that like is when you're making half a billion dollars on a tour. The gall to sell your T-shirt for ninety dollars oh, is so fucking crazy to me, dude. Guess how yeah, many they tickets they sold money? on this tour? Huh? Three point two million tickets at a price point that's, that's probably like out of this world, right? Yes, that's one percent of America. Assuming people aren't flying in, that's one out of every hundred people is going to see Coldplay. That's fucking insane. In a given year. It's the most normal it's show be- you could go to by definition, but to us, it's so alien. We're the aliens they're talking about on the t- the $90 T-shirt. That's how it felt, for sure. It was <laughs> like a right. completely foreign concept to, uh, to me culturally. Um, for that reason, I guess I was glad I went. Um, kind of, you know, puts things in perspective. Who opened the show? Uh, something I've never heard of called drama and then... Her, H-E-R. I missed both of them, though, um, due to the traffic. Oh, crap. Well, you know, at, le- at least you got to see the puppets. Yeah, the puppet. And it, maybe the, the weirdest part of the whole night was as we were leaving, I saw someone cosplaying as the puppet. Oh, wow. Oh. So, so imagine this. This is someone who somehow found out about the puppet, like, long enough ahead of time to create an elaborate costume to look like the puppet to take to the show where the puppet debuted like on the tour. If you're that into it, the band should just hire you. It was it was pretty intense. Man, I, I was at the first Angel Mood show at the Empty Bottle. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I hung out with them after the show, dude. Did you hear them with Lupe <laughs> Fiasco? Yeah, Lupe was there and they did uh, Superstar. And Lupe still got it performance-wise. He was probably the best part of the night. That's um, really that funny. That's the only track he did, though. Yeah, I was gonna. That's really funny that they like Coldplay has just gotten into like late two thousands, like indie rap because they also covered fucking uh, the lamest song you could possibly cover by um, Kid Cudi. They cut. They covered Day yeah. and Night like two or three years ago. Apparently, <laughs> I'm looking at their guests. They do a, a guest performance at every concert, which is cool. And the ones in Mexico, they're doing it with Mexican singers. In That's like cool. in Santo Domingo, they're in uh, Monterrey. Where is that? Which country is that in? Monterrey, Mexico. Nuevo Leon. That's oh, right. Which um, state is it in? You mean? No, <laughs> I, I I meant country. Oh. <laughs> I don't know anything about geography. But anyway, in East Rutherford, they had "Can't Get You Out of My Head" with Kylie Minogue on the set list. Wow. 
Damn. Then the next day, they had Working on a Dream and Dancing in the Dark with Bruce Springsteen. That strikes me as a little weird to pull one of his songs from 2009. Is that like, is that his last had, album? No. It had to be a boss request, you know. Yeah, maybe he Arcade. just likes that song. Yeah. Arcade Fire did the last, did the same thing on their last tour. I feel like uh, they had like, you know, Debbie Harry up to sing Heart of Glass. Uh, yeah, just like tons of guests. Had the Ramones up. Were the surviving members? Yeah, the who Ramones. is that? I think it's the drummer, right? The Ramon, the Ramon. They had the Ramon up. I Tim told me a good story that like they they were playing like Beat on the Brat or something, and I think Beat on the Brat and like I want to be your boyfriend or whatever. And it's Marky. He's the drummer, Marky Ramon. I think that's him. He would count in the song, but he would count it in at the same tempo, like at a totally unrelated tempo to the song. So it'd be like, one, two, three, four. <laughs> like the, the one, two, three, four was always the same tempo and always totally unrelated to how fast the actual song That's was. That's why the Ramones awesome. needed to have only one tempo they go at, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's how like bands of 15-year-olds operate. Yeah. yeah. One, two, three, four. They just say that at <laughs> You know, it's At funny, actually, every song. Arcade Fire and Coldplay both coming up. I saw both of those bands within a week. The only time I ever saw Coldplay was at least a decade, maybe a little over a decade ago, when my friend worked at the ACL venue in Austin, mm. and she got me in for free to both of the shows that happened the week I was there. And those two bands were Arcade Fire and Coldplay. Amazing. Um, and Arcade Fire is a, a fucking great show. It was for Suburbs, where it was like, the smallest venue you'd ever see them play for that album, so it was great. But then Coldplay, I, I, I the only album I ever listened to theirs uh, was Viva La Vida since Brian Eno did it, and this was the album after that. So I didn't right. know you any listened of these to songs. X and Y, didn't you? Not really. Like I mean, that was I know one the of the first albums clocks. we ever pirated. Yeah, I mean, but I never What's got into like I know oh, the singles you're like called like you're getting called on is this. That, is X and Y the one with yellow on it? No, no it's after. No, that was uh, Speed of Sound. But those first okay. three albums of theirs, I know like the singles on each one, but. Uh, yeah, I've never listened to one. I, I've only heard uh, the singles. I remember them being very heavily played on VH1. My girl, my girlfriend was super into that first Coldplay record, and I uh, could not. I it was because that came out around the time Amnesiac and uh, and uh, Kid A came out, right? Yeah, like that was sort of concurrent. Parachutes was two thousand, I think. Yeah, um, two thousand two was Russian Blood to the Head. Coldplay was sort right. of the American Radiohead. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's true. But, um, my experience when I saw them, I didn't know most of the songs because it was like the album after those ones. But the only thing that stuck with me from their show is kind of similar to what you're saying, Nick. Of the rest of, the, I mean, the rest of the band was still a very normal band at that time. They weren't doing anything like you know they were kind of into it. But Chris Martin, in the middle of some song, I don't know what, just slowly did a somersault on stage. <laughs> really he was doing that kind of shit at this too. And it was like the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like little kid style? Yeah. Like it was so, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? I've never seen something so awkward and uncool and not even like uncool in a self-aware way, but just the dumbest, like fifth grade gym class kind of weirdness, you know? <laughs> if you're going to do weird theater kid shit on stage, you have to just go all the way with it, you know? Does he like, take ecstasy every time he goes on stage? He was sweating Is that why he just wants to hug everybody? Yeah. <laughs> and roll around on and, the floor. And just rub puppets. <laughs> I'm trying to rub my puppet, brother. I'm trying to rub my puppet. Get over here, rub my puppet. But um, Nick, have, you going to the show made me think like 
uh, last weekend I went on YouTube and watched part of a Coldplay show from the Viva La Vida era because I'm like, this is these are the songs that I like the best. So I'm curious if they were good at that point. And they really weren't that good for a band their size where there was a lot of like pre-recorded tracks to a shocking amount for a band that was still playing like normal size venues. Um, like his, his, his mic discipline was pretty bad where he's kind of like too far away sometimes. And he's pre-recording tons of his uh, piano parts where it was like, it's kind of an awkward show, honestly. Well, we got producer Charles here to, to trying to tell Chris Martin about mic discipline from yeah. the audience. But I would think he would be really good by that point, right? But he really wasn't. He should pay a guy to hold it exactly in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> a puppet could hold Did it. Did he have the, behind him? The, the puppet could hold yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Did the, were the vocals on tracks, Charles? Uh, backing vocals were. He would do like, yeah, the, yeah. that's why the main vocals were so awkward is that they weren't on tracks. But, um, right, so he's he's not matching like the masked vocals in the choruses no. or whatever. But like, he, what was funny in that one that I watched is he did a couple songs for real on piano, like uh, Clocks and Scientist and whatever. But then a lot of the yeah. ones that were new at that time, he just didn't even bother to play them and just like, I don't know, it's so weird to me to do that, man. It's fucking... I think he enjoys that, like just rolling around out there, dancing around. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it's I guess it, he showed his true colors from the beginning. Hill. Like he just never cared to be like a band. He wanted to be a pop star. Yeah. It's getting closer to the Kanye model of doing shows, which I honestly kind of like where it's like, well, I made an album and I'm not actually going to like really play the songs. I'm going to kind of listen to it and run around and stuff. And you can <laughs> yeah, be here yeah. and watch me do it if you want. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to spend a lot of money on production. Um, so much guests. confetti. So much confetti. They had guests are the confetti. best part. Another thing in common. But how so, Nick? There was one song that was called like, hold on, let me look. A sky full of stars. So of course, all the confetti that shoots out is star shaped. Um, and mm-hmm. we, have, well, I didn't end up getting one cause I was late, but they had these light up wristbands that everybody wears. And like, it, that's instead of holding up lighters or your phone and it like flashes in rhythm with the music and the colors. So everybody's wristbands turned yellow for yellow, you know? Um, so it was all thematic and there's lasers and fire and, but not in a really cool way either. How many confetti mm-hmm. drops can you get away with in one show? Because it feels like one is pretty much There it. were at least four. <laughs> four separate Whoa. confetti drops. Wow. Yes. By the fourth one, that's, everyone's like, well, now I'm just getting dirty. Keep in mind, this is many. a band that's obsessed with being seen as environmentally friendly. It yeah. is 100% biodegradable, is apparently what they were saying. You still have to cut down trees to that's do true. it. That's true. All wood yeah. is by... It like, could be lab-grown confetti. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You could clear <laughs> out the entire world and then say, oh, all this shit is biodegradable. Yeah, I guess. It should turn into their own kind of crypto when it falls to the ground. Then it would be valuable. Yeah. Non-fun. yeah actually, something that would be cool is just like, uh, like at one point swap out, like have him go under the stage, swap out the real Chris Martin for a dummy Chris Martin that then explodes into confetti. <laughs> That I think cool. he would love that. Yeah, like, that's a great idea. That yeah. sounds like exa- and it's all heart shaped because he's filled with love. Yeah, is like he is where that would go. Love. He brings you love. I bring you love, man. I don't know. It's funny. It's funny to see. There's a certain type of musician or or like frontman that like I I feel like Bono pioneered this, and then and then Chris Martin is kind of a distant echo of Bono. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, like just just uh, you two going and playing in Sarajevo or where? I, or actually, I guess they just went and played in fucking Kiev. Yeah, they recently. did. It was just. I think it was that, just the Edge and Bono too. It wasn't even the full band. That was that was really funny because that uh, that concert necessitated uh, our government here in Canada paying for our foreign affairs minister Justin Trudeau and fucking Christia Freeland to go to Kiev. <laughs> You know, it's a funny parallel there like, too. We're doing like, important, we're doing important diplomacy in uh, in Kiev, but also we're watching this very exclusive private fucking U two concert. Like U two and Coldplay both prolonged their artistic, uh, I suppose, peak by working with Brian Eno to get another couple albums in there. That's true. That is That's true. true too. I heard it that. At that period, um, somebody was telling me that basically Brian Eno's recording technique was basically to have. Do you guys remember those Zoom pedals you could get for guitar that were shaped like a like a Wawa? Yeah, we talked about those uh, on this show at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a bunch of those, and I talked to somebody who you know because was kind of around him at the time, and his default thing was he'd set up an effects change like sends and returns and then four or five of those zoom pedals and just be just just like going crazy randomly on the zoom (laughs) that's awesome and maybe save like 10 percent of it that sounded cool but i i kind of dig i kind of dig that that's like it's very humanizing yeah brian Eno's a genius because he's willing to try stupid things and doesn't care like oblique strategies is all about that like a lot of the ideas in there are stupid but you might come up with something great yeah yeah. Apparently the singer from Keen was almost in Coldplay. That makes a lot of sense. So imagine how boring yeah. that would have been. Really <laughs> imagine bad. the alternate reality where that guy is in Coldplay and they make yellow and they slow it down and the piano part is even more plodding. Yellow, more like beige, you know? Yeah. That song's about pee. I hope <laughs> no one said that yet in the the interim uh, 25 years. <laughs> You're so daring. No one was willing to go there. We were all thinking it, but you're the only one saying it. I used to be a huge fan of Coldplay until the 40-year-old virgin came out, and someone said, you're gay if you listen to Coldplay, and I threw all my CDs in the trash and burned them. (laughs) Haven't listened to a single song since. They are a totally fine like pop rock band for the first like four albums. Like They're okay. I think there's some real gems there. Just in terms of like pleasant listening, you're not going to get anything like spectacular out of it it's like a, yeah, a nice warm totally cooked fine. meal but then yeah. you know another 15 years have passed and it's like oh all they do now is collabs with like the chain smokers and bts and shit hold on i opened up coldplay on spotify because i wanted to listen to clocks and it's not in the top 10 it's not it's, it's not probably the all the 10. new awful stuff i think they really got big 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 like by the time I was done with them, you know, after, yeah, that's after what, that's the what I'm getting at. It's, it's so funny that I had no idea they are like the Rolling Stones right now. I just assumed they were on the same level as like your Arcade Fires, your Radiohead, mm-hmm. etc. But they're really not. Yeah. Like they're they're the new top 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 band of the 21st century, and they haven't as made a single good act, song in 15 years. As an arena act, they're sort of the contemporaneous version of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they at least, uh, if you look up videos of the Rolling Stones performing now, they do as be- uh, about as good as you would expect them to. And there's no frills either, no puppets, no bullshit. They just play the songs. Yeah. Yeah, Coldplay has rock. somehow made they them don't look fall good. Over. None of them die. As long as none of Soon. them die, you get what your money's worth for that. Yeah. 
Man, as soon as you sign a record label these days, uh, you got people calling you left and right saying uh, you got to put puppets in the show, otherwise it'll never work. You know, they're always just pushing. They used to push uh, cocaine and stuff on bands, and now it's just like they push puppets. Yeah, we're gonna see when Radiohead gets back together for a new album. It's gonna be puppets on every track. Do you know the names of the other puppets? The other hold three. On, hold uh, on, I can look this up actually. I know what I know. One of them is. Uh, oh, I, I, I have it all. I have it up. I just wanted to know if you knew. Alex is one of them called Donk. One of them is called Donk. <laughs> <laughs> There's one called Sparkman, and the Wizard. He's just called the Wizard. I'm not Sparkman sure which and one the is Wizard. Which. I bet Sparkman. Sparkman and the Wizard is a guided by voices uh, throwaway track. There's one that sort of looks like Animal from the Muppets, and these are Muppets. They're from Jim Henson's Creature Shop. I assume they were uh, well after Jim Henson died. It's just his uh, his estate. But there's one that looks like an orangutan. There's one that looks like animal. There's one that looks like I don't even know how to describe that one. I which one is Donk? I, I would bet Donk is the drummer or the bass player. Maybe the bass player. Donk sounds like a drummer name because he's Donk. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. like an onomatopoeia for some sort of rhythm section. Let's see the, the Weirdos Puppet Band. <laughs> Do they actually have an album? Um, I don't know. I think it's... I can't find out which one's Donk. This sucks. Okay, Donk the Puppet. Well, Donk the Puppet. Donk and Friends. Donk, comedian. Hey, I'm Donk. Let's hang out virtually and have some... No, this is a different puppet named Donk. <laughs> I don't think anyone really knows what Donk this and is. Friends. It's, it's not like a, an alias they use, like gorillas. It's yeah. a... The, like the puppets make one of the songs on the Coldplay album. So it's billed as Coldplay, but it's also the puppets. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, so this is just, this is, this is not like a real separate band. This is, this is just something that Chris Martin, this is just a Chris Martin thing. I think so. Kind of like right? a midlife crisis. It feels like. Yeah. I have the Coldplay subreddit open. It was one of the results for the puppet thing. And uh, someone said, I liked, actually, the weirdos part of the concert. European. You can immediately tell. Yeah. that is. I liked, um, actually, Dead Giveaway. Yes. Actually, I quite liked uh, your set tonight, although uh, there weren't that many people here. Why is that? Yeah, that is a... uh, I think that guy's in Mexico. I think that was one of the dates in Mexico. Uh, I've seen so many comments about how so many people hate the weirdos. It's so funny to say, I hate the weirdos. I'm so sick of the weirdos. Well, maybe you're the weirdo. We're all weirdos. That's what one of them said. Yeah. That's what I learned from Chris Martin. Then I took a step back and listened to the message. We are all aliens. We are all weirdos. We don't conform to the norms. This is the most normie band in the world. Yet we judge each other because we are different. Yes, it is different for a puppet to sing you a song when you paid money for a band. But who cares? It's the experience and you let the dark into your experience. I have grown since grown to love them and be UTful for what it is. Different. I love you all. So that's your average Coldplay fan, I think. That's exactly that explains all the hearts and saying like love, 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 oh. and it, it's very Barney like. That's I remember coming to that same conclusion. He's basically Barney. You're right. He's, he like, experiment, for he's experimenting he with the alien helmets. Yeah. He wants to become Barney. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a huge call. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And you're, I'm looking up the band more. It was just created by the Henson shop for Coldplay. 
yeah. just made up this fake although, band. Yeah. That's where all those ninety eight dollars t shirts go. Although, according to Martin, some people say the weirdos are from another planet, and others say, "quote There's a room in Los Angeles where all of the re- rejected puppets live, and maybe they come from there." Oh. This is the dumbest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the island of misfit puppets. God damn. Yeah. Why did they think it was a good idea to perform with puppets on stage? Crying emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's not feeling the love. Uh, Somebody's not with the Coldplay program. I was at one of their concerts. Anyone else get Dark Crystal vibes? <laughs> yeah, that also had puppets. Here's a good one. Luckily, their goofy side shows through. This must not be an English speaker. Throughness a joke because serious or not, Chris singing with this nouveau My Little Pony sparkler set puppet is the gayest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and don't wow. try to tell me the idea is sick. <laughs> hmm. I think, can you it seems like somebody needs to go to the Coldplay fan, uh, Coldplay fan re-education camp. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody is gonna. Somebody's gonna get a job uh, working underneath the uh, kinetic floor, collecting all the keys and the change and the credit cards that fall out of people's pockets. The light up braces deliver, or bracelets deliver electric shocks whenever they have a negative thought. Oh, here's a yeah. great post. Why? Exactly. <laughs> why are puppets considered a childish thing when they were first created long ago in European countries by adults? Families in their culture enjoyed puppets and marionettes. They're not just for children. They're for everyone. <laughs> Calling it oh, childish that guy totally just means... fucks puppets. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a puppet fucker. The people who bash uh, on the puppets are ones who think they're more grown up or too badass for that sort of thing. <laughs> Guys, I, ha- I have to tell you now that um, two and a half blocks away from my house on the route where I walk my dog, um, beside the fire station here in Utremont, is a small, unassuming building from the front, but from the side, you see that it is the uh, Montreal's Museum of Puppetry, Ooh. and uh, they always have these different displays in the window. They're like just—I don't know if this will make sense to you guys, but they're very Quebecois puppets. You know what I mean? Like they're just Donald Duck, clowny. Yeah, uh, just like vaguely racist. Uh, they don't mean to be, but they are, and they're very hard to look at. And I try not to walk the dog by there late at night because it's kind of scary. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, find it on Street View. Did you know they have a place called Petite Boners? <laughs> yeah, they have a place, called, a place called Petite Boners. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I think the puppet thing is like, it's, a, it's something you can only do when your band is completely creatively spent. We're like, can you imagine if Coldplay's first album, they brought these puppets out on stage yeah. with them? They never would have oh, made yeah. it. It's a captive audience at this point. Yeah, everyone would have hated them if that's how they started. They're just, they're just trying stuff out, you know? They're just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. The Rolling Stones should start gradually shifting over to an all-puppet show, where every show they put a, a couple more minutes of puppets, and then eventually mm-hmm. it's like a frog in boiling water, people won't realize that the Rolling Stones have all died and it's only the puppets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll have no idea. Another good thing for them to do would be uh, to only play songs from their new album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of mostly did, right, Nick? Like, mostly, they played very yeah. few old Oh, no, ones. I was talking about the Rolling Stones. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but even Coldplay, yeah. I mean, honestly, Coldplay no at this hits. point, though, they're over 20 years into their career. Like, they played very few old songs, huh? 
They're probably sick of them by now. I saw like one of their more recent to the or the Brian Eno album tour, Milo Zyloto or whatever. They were on the road from May 2011 to December 2012. That's a Damn. long time. Like that makes sense though for that kind of band, I guess. But if you're playing those same so those are the ones that everyone's demanding of. And again, that's where we get into the weird discrepancy where it seems like most of their big global fame came after all those tracks. Maybe they're tired of them, or maybe that's what. No, I guess everybody I guess wants. Like, I don't what know. What Alex is saying that on Spotify, none of those songs are their top songs anymore. Literally, their their song with BTS is more popular than all the songs. That's crazy to me. Anyway, but no. this kind of a only reason they brought BTS on. <laughs> yeah. If you ask is this me kind of like a Weezer effect? Yeah, uh, I think you're right, Dan. It is a. Although Weezer's new songs are not as popular as their old ones, though, right? I think. Yeah, what does that look Let's like? Look, for look Weezer. at the top 10 for Weezer. Yeah. I'm always interested in that. I like, bet what you are the it's, actual top 10. I would 10 guess songs? that Weezer still has like at least like five of the top 10 are from their first two albums, is my guess. I don't know. Uh, Island in the Sun, Say It Ain't So, Buddy Holly, Beverly Hills, Sweater Song, Hash Pipe. I just yeah. threw out The Love of My Dreams. Oh, this is a B side wow, from Beverly the second Hills. album. So, like. Yeah, I. Even hmm. their B-sides from the Pinkerton era are more popular. So that is <laughs> that like, only has 4 million plays. It's not on there because of plays. Maybe it was on a playlist or something. Yeah. But that's cool that that song is on there. But like, yeah, only uh, one from their new album. In that sense, it's different than Weezer. Like, Weezer uh, needs to start doing songs with the Chainsmokers if they want to be like Coldplay, I think. Wait a minute. Yeah. Weezer's doing a, What's a, up? an album cycle about the seasons. Why did? Oh, God damn it! <laughs> they should just become the Wiggles at this point. Yeah, there's a Weezer great. Chia pet now. Wait, I think I saw that because they're actually inspired by Vivaldi for it. <laughs> no, so, what the fuck is this? It's That's so like stupid. at least do, a seventeen-year-old like like Gustav Holtz the Planets or something. Yeah, I thought it was a, like oh man, uh, years ago I thought they had like reached the peak of stupid shit when they put Hurley from Lost on the cover of their album. Oh, that was called nope. Hurley. And they, and they did this, the Can't Stop Partying with Lil Wayne. And they had a Kenny G feature on the same album. Yeah, they had a Kenny G feature. Like It was epic. Some, uh, it just keeps getting dumber. And it's, I, I'm mad at myself for being mad about it. I guess like Coldplay <laughs> tapped into a different lowest common denominator, where Coldplay's is just like peace and love, a very lowest common denominator, just like pop, Max Martin type of album. And Weezer tapped yeah. into just epic meme. Just Reddit shit. Yeah. Basically. Like, I wonder if Elon Musk likes Weezer, you know? I actually, who knows what? I don't think he actually likes music. That is That's my, probably uh, right. That is my theory. He's enough of a psychopath where he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't have married Grimes if he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey. He's, he's either a guy who's like, I don't like listening to music, or, or he's just like, I like everything, you know? He likes yeah. meme music. He likes Minecraft song parodies. <laughs> yes. He thinks Opa Minecraft, uh, Opa Minecraft style was the original song. <laughs> I still can't get over this puppet thing. Like, I, I feel like I know how this happened is, is that they had some kind of marketing meeting and Chris Martin was like, I love the Muppets. They're great. Wouldn't it be great if we could do something with puppets? And then like, one person took it to a team of 20 other people that they paid an enormous amount of money to make it happen. And it just happened. And now he's singing with angel moon or whatever on stage. I think it was probably, I, I don't think he worked very closely on this, on this uh, project. Yeah. I believe all of them were painstakingly handcrafted by him <laughs> in the wake of his breakup. Yeah. Just Chris him. In the process his grief. 
Tears well, speaking of, of his breakup, uh, apparently after he broke up with Gwyneth Paltrow, he stopped being a vegetarian. Like he well, he was yeah. named the world's sexiest vegetarian in 2005, and then when they broke up, he stopped being a vegetarian. To throw that all away, <laughs> world's sexiest. I was only and... doing that for her. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I wonder how their kid Apple Martin is doing. Yeah, that's what I was trying to find out. Apple must be like 20. Yeah, like I. I guess she's 18. Yeah, like I want to know, how do you turn out if your name's Apple? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm More thinking. People are always, always like, and, how could you name show. your kid that? That's crazy. That's so crazy to do. The kid's going to be so fucked up. Yeah, my daughter, Apple Martin. Somehow we're going to, uh, someday we're going to find out once those people take over government. <laughs> celebs? I think celebs already took over government. Yeah, with Obama. Yeah. The first celebrity president. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Reagan was the indie president. He wasn't. His movies weren't big enough. Did you know that Ron Sexsmith had a Chris Martin feature? What? Cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, I did not know that. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, on Cobblestone Runway, his 2002 album. Damn. Oh no wonder it was early enough where he wasn't like too much of a hot shot. We got to get these puppets on the new Arcade Fire record. Yeah. <laughs> got to get got to get Angel Moon on the new There's like <laughs> new AF record. 10 people at the label just making calls really aggressively. How yeah. can we get Angel Moon right now? Yeah. It would be she's, cool to get sued for that for stealing the puppet. <laughs> like not the actual puppet, just recreating it, printing a yeah, 3D yeah. model of it. Yeah. Trying to see What's it. up guys? We're we're on tour with Angel Moon and her sister. Or you could Who's steal equal, it, like high equally schools, talented. stealing the mascot from the other team. Yeah. <laughs> stealing a rival band's puppets. How? I wonder how many Angel Moons are in the road case that the puppets live in on that tour. Yeah. Like, I, I want to know, know what the puppet tech scene is like for this arena tour. How many people are working there? Do they get shit on by the rest of the roadies because... You know, they're just like, oh, you guys, <laughs> what are you, oh, you're going to set up the felt guitar? Cool. <laughs> oh, wow. The Weirdos made Jimmy Fallon's uh, Spotify playlist. Oh, wow. Damn, how did they get on there, dude? How did they place that song? <laughs> it's, all about, it's all politics, man. It's all about who you Who's know? getting music wrecks from Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> Whoever is getting their music from Jimmy Fallon deserves to listen to the Weirdos. Like, I want to meet that person. Who is the person who goes on Spotify and says... I don't know if I can find music by myself. I need Jimmy Fallon to find it for me. <laughs> oh, they're actually going to be on Jimmy Fallon. Damn, how did they line oh, that up, man. dude? Not how just did they the get on there? This, the weirdos, I, I mean, I never heard of them before today. Yeah, they were just grinding hard enough, dude. They've been on the road so long that like they kind of earned it. Like, Say what you will about them, but they're the most authentic puppet band to come up in the last year. This is so weird. I'm true. seeing posts that say, like, love this. I only stand the weirdos. And hi, the weirdos. I'm a big fan of you. Can I get an autograph? Mm. Are these bots? People with, they don't have folds in their brain. Did someone pay to have the puppet band praised? No, they're and just... Maybe they're, maybe they're children? Uh, they, they're doing fan art, so no, they're just really committed fans of the weirdos. Okay, okay. Have people drawn porno of it yet? Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. There's a nice one of the ape on the beach. Um, Weirdo slash. One of them is drinking alcohol and smoking a cigarette. That's kind of weird. Probably Donk. Yeah, he's kind of trouble. That's classic though. Donk. I think it is. Donk. I think it is donk. Donk. He gets kicked out of the band. 
I I forgive Donk for you know setting a bad example for the uh, Coldplay forum kids because he has ADHD and it's really hard for him. Going on tour is just yeah, it brings out the worst in him. He's like Keith Moon. The second he comes <laughs> off stage, he just gets antsy. He starts throwing things. Donk found dead in pool. R.I.P. He couldn't keep up with Coldplay. You know that that Coldplay lifestyle. They're partying hard every night. They're bringing puppets backstage who might be underage. They don't care. They're eating so much confetti. It's insane. It tastes so good. <laughs> yeah, one of the four types of confetti is laced with uh, like Adderall. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, Nick. Is there anything else uh, notable about your adventure there? I know you kind of touched on, uh, but you said it more to me maybe when we talked about it before of like, you had felt like he intended it to be like a very artful experience that turned out to be more of just like a roller coaster or like a theme park. Yeah, it was a theme park. Right? I didn't get any sense from the new songs of any kind of artistry or really trying to say something like what he wants to say is so basic. Like what he wants to say is Barney stuff. Like I love you. You love me. There, there's nothing more intense than that. Like the beautiful song lyrics showed but he really wants everyone to have a good time too so it 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 felt like a theme park ride rather than a concert and the rest of the band seeming uninvested and i actually just remembered you mentioned this where uh he pre-recorded a lot of stuff at the show you saw yeah yeah. i think it, it was either speed of sound or um one off viva la vida or whatever um either the levels were so badly off or it was all record. It seemed like the drummer was faking drumming. Like it felt like pantomiming the instruments while speakers played and he sang. It, it, I thought like, no, there's no way that's possible. But um, maybe it was. Like I it think felt it's like extremely likely show. that it was. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't yeah. a puppet? They the Are puppets sure hadn't appeared yet. So my my hopes <laughs> were s- still with the band. You know that they weren't going to be completely nuts. Well, I guess only one of them is nuts. The other ones just really like money, and I can't blame them. Yeah. I think, though, yeah, I mean, they signed a 50-year contract. I can't blame Chris Martin for trying to do what he's doing. No, it feels very <laughs> earnest. Just, and, like... Yeah, yeah, it's who he is, yeah. And, like, apparently people love it. Like, everyone there was having the time of their lives, waving their hands in the air, like, screaming, I love you. They showed people on camera who were, like, sobbing. And like I don't see that kind of well, sh- shit at any show I go to. It's <laughs> well, they they knew if they didn't express themselves in that way, they would be sent to the uh, island of misfit right. puppets. <laughs> They'd be forced to stomp then, on the kinetic floor for all eternity. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think though, Nick, actually, you've made the best case to us and our listeners to be won over to Coldplay. Of we love Barney. We're some Barney fans. And if he's the new Barney, like this generation's Barney, I think that's the strongest argument for Chris Martin I've ever heard. So I guess I'm going to have to think that over. It's a high Barney. We've watched those Barney tapes. That audience went wild. Best day of their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's... Legitimately, they're four or five years old. They have never had that much fun before. Yeah, they're freaking out. And they probably never had that much fun again, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of them killed themselves the next day. They're like, nothing's ever going to be good enough again. They try reclaiming that high for the rest of their lives, and it just never comes. 
They yeah, tried they move on to Sesame smack. Street. They move on to SpongeBob. And they tried all kinds of drugs. They tried Coldplay shows, but nothing quite hit that Barney high. They're 35 years old at the very back row at a Paw Patrol show, just crying. <laughs> and they're telling like five year olds, not the them, same, man. I saw it's Barney not the in '94. You don't know anything. <laughs> you idiots. Oh, yeah, clap. Everybody loves to clap for Paw Patrol. <laughs> you know, they're cops, right? Yeah, they're literally cops. So if you think you're leftist and you're going to a Paw Patrol show, you need to rethink some shit. Being let out in handcuffs from a Paw Patrol show because you're chasing that Barney high. (laughs) Yeah, Nick, thanks for taking us down this. uh, You know, you saved us probably like collectively. If we each bought a ticket and a shirt to that show, you saved us maybe 900 bucks right here. So we got to thank you for that. Yeah, glad to come yeah, on. Thanks, and I needed to process it, honestly. Like, I was the the ironic thing about the whole experience is it actually got me thinking, not about like love or sending hugs around the world or anything, but like about music in general and what happens when you get that big. When you have like, you can sell 3.2 million tickets and like, there's nothing that no one's going to say no to you at that point. So if you want your weird gremlin puppet from space, like, you can get it. And people will still love you for it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. We can all learn uh, from Angel Moon and Chris Martin, I think. We should all aspire to make something as embarrassing and schlocky as Chris Martin <laughs> and Angel Moon. 